You're going to use your uh, prophetic podcasting powers today, Steve. God, I hope who, know, who knows what thing you say today will be hardly relevant to a few, uh-huh. few short minutes. So I mean, I'm kind of worried because we mentioned Coolio a lot on this podcast. Um, and then he died. And that was not the intention. The intention was for Coolio to become best friends of the podcast. Yeah. Um, like with The Rock. You know, like I've said, I, d- I do not like The Rock's movies, but I do like The Rock. So The Rock can be best friends of the podcast. And of, of course, you know, obviously we did lose Already that. Is. So The Rock guessed it on. That's very unfortunate. Maybe we can do another one one day. He's a very busy man. Mm. Um, but I do need to say to the universe, I don't want The Rock dead. Leave The Rock alone. It's an inverse thing, because we were also talking about Coolio positively. So now that you're talking about The Rock positively, you do them. Oh, shit. He's gotten away with it until now, because we were talking about movies and dog shit. That's true, so, that's true. If anything, you need to beseech the universe to strike down The Rock and have you to the long and happy life. That is true. God, if you're listening... I need you to crush the rock with a big boulder, like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Just swoosh. Like, you know, you can hear, like, the entire way he looks up. You see, like, a shadow getting bigger and bigger. He looks at the camera. He waves goodbye. How old even is the rock now? Like, 60? No. Maybe. 58? I'd say he's in his 50s. He's exactly 50. The rock's only 50? Yeah. How old is Chris Jericho? Chris Jericho is 51. Dad. That's Chris Benoit. Oh. And also, <laughs> All right. Well, now, that you're, now that you remind me, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about Chris Benoit. I think Google is like, I hope Adam said the right wrestler here. But also, you know, I trust you to say the right wrestler over me. When I was a kid, I couldn't tell the difference between the long hair ones. Who's the one that does the ones of Jericho and who's the one that kills his family? I don't like that one. It's not like you distinguish them. It's not like you can't mutually explain That's the problem when you have a name like Chris. Chris is too common of a name. If I was Chris Jericho, I would have renamed myself. I would have been like John Jericho. Yeah, but I mean, how many Johns in wrestling have been bad guys? John Cena? I don't think so. He's the only John I can think of in wrestling, to be fair. Is that, oh, are they gonna are they gonna think that you're the guy that made like eight thousand make a wishes for like all those terminal kids? Oh no. What a terrible situation to be in. Is that a lot of make a wishes or is that like the John Cena has the most make a wishes of any celebrity in, in the world, like by like a substantial margin. Who's the next runner up? I don't know, but I think it's like a couple hundred numbers down from the amount he's done. Like the next, the, next, the next record holder is like, I've done 25 of these. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've visited 26 kids, and John Cena's on like 600 or something. <laughs> I mean, like, he's not 650, so that's a good guess. Um, oh, shit. Has he, has he industrialized this? Like, is he like, okay, we'll bring all of the kids who've done John Cena make a motion to one twenty in a day. Yeah, he's, he's pretty, like, has he created a production line or is this individual visits each time? I think, you know those John Cena suits that, like, Smith sells, where it's, like, it's the muscle suit and the little cap and stuff? I think he, like, dresses people up as John Cena. And they go in and they do the Make-A-Wish. <laughs> that would be... John, John Cena must be on one hell of a fucking designer drug, right? Because, it's like, okay, you have steroids, and obviously steroids make you, like, big and, big and giant. 
and he's a very weirdly shaped man, let's say. But that guy does like a million fucking things. I don't know how he has time for the stuff that he does. He must just be like microdosing coke or something. Uh, I was just looking up this um, this story, this John Cena story, and I got completely distracted by a related story, which is that two California bakers have created a life-size version of frozen in carbonite, you know, from, um, from yeah. Return of the Jedi or, or whatever. What did you say? I was just filling in Han Solo just in case any of our listeners because uh, your line is breaking up for me and it must be for Craig as well. So I was just okay. filling in the gaps. Sort of like, you know, the way in a rap thing where rap video or the rap stage shows where there's a hype man. You're my, you're okay, you're, you're my chorus. Just, I'm, well, I'm, fi- I'm filling in for extra emphasis where you you may have run out of steam or indeed your connection <laughs> could have run out of steam. See, see, I thought you had guessed what I was going to ask here, which is what do you think the headline is for this story? About the people who've made the giant bread thing of Han Solo. Mm. Sliced Pan Solo. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's Pan Solo. Okay, there oh, you come go. Come on. That's a lazy one. Come on. At least Sliced Pan Solo <laughs> tells the story properly. And did it come with a, a graphic of Pan Solo frozen in carbonite sticking out of a loaf of bread? Kind of a, a kind of a lazily done Photoshop job? Because if it didn't, I mean that barely justifies the story being run for the headline. But it does include a little blackboard they've put next to the bread saying, Hero Pan Solo has been trapped in Levenite by the evil Java the Hutt. So I think Levenite is a, is a baker Levening. reference I don't get. Levening of bread. But was there another pun in there? Did you say Jabba the Hutt? Jabba the Hutt, I assume because you have, you have coffee with your bread. Nice, nice. Oh, it's a breakfast pawn. Oh. That's good. That's some good shit. You know what else is some good shit? The fact that we're on episode 60 of Morning Brew. Welcome to the show. I am, of course, Adam Sheridan. Stephen Burke. Danny Purcell. And the that Rock is Dan- Oh, it's, Dan- it's Danny now, is it? When is it Danny? There's a woman at work calling me Don, so I have a very disassociated from my name quite this week. Uh-huh. Trying all different versions of it. Let's see what sticks. So, we need to start this podcast off off right. I have some incriminating audio <laughs> for of you, Stephen, that I have to share with the group. Can you so play this? Talk. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it. I'll, I'll cut it into the to the recording, but I'll I'll play it for you guys right now. Let oh. me uh, let me. All I'm getting now is some heavy breathing, Dan. Is he okay? Why is it not? Oh, no, he's there. Why is it not going? Oh, there we go. Sorry, sorry. It's it's Discord. Should we play it or? Yeah, so you play that there. <laughs> Dan, are you ready to hit play? Uh, okay, yeah. Three, two, okay. one. <laughs> Got to see a man about a dog. <laughs> <laughs> And so what exactly happened to you this weekend, Stephen? Well, I saw a dog and this man started talking to me. Which is a very weird thing to do in London. Is it, though? I mean, (laughs) we had this conversation by WhatsApp text, largely because I was sitting in a pub waiting for David. The pub was called... I know, I'm going to get the scene right, okay? We're going to name the pub involved, just in case. Um... Somebody maybe 
Maybe we can get. I, I bet this man with the dog has his own podcast, and we can guest star on that. I love dogs. Talk to my dog when they shouldn't have. That's the name of his podcast. What's the name of the suburb of London or the district in London uh, that's named after? Well, that has mostly been overtaken in prominence by the train station, the really big train station that's there. Starts with a C. With a C. It's, it's Clapham, right? Yeah, Clapham. I kept yeah. calling. I kept calling it Clapton Junction. <laughs> so, for those uninitiated, I'm not that familiar with London. I, despite living quite close to it and traveling through it, I really, I, I was there like once when I was 14, uh, around the time Die Another Day came out. What, what year did Die Another Day come out? Thir- 2013? 2003. It was Christmas 2003. So I was <laughs> just gone 13. After that, I was in London once again in 2012. And since then, Last weekend was the last time that I've been in London, right? <clears throat> so, problem is, I went to meet my brother uh, for a pint, and I said, will we just pick somewhere in the middle that suits both of us? And he says, yeah, that's fine. Because he's very agreeable, David, you know? Shout out to David brother. And happened then was... I said, okay, well, I'm just going to pick somewhere off Google Maps that seems to be equidistant from where I am and where you are. And where I was was Gatwick Airport. And where he was was wherever he fucking lives in London, Primrose Hill or something. Um, so I said, we go to Clapton. Clapton. Clapton? Clapham. 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 I didn't realize that Clapham isn't necessarily somewhere you'd go to meet someone in London. But he just went along with it. Because he had a better idea. A fine place to go, really. I mean, it's like it seemed to have the full complement of banal hipster bars, uh, over-the-top British establishments, and things. You know, there was a Weatherspoons, there was a Green King IPA pub, um, and there was. And I went went down the road a little bit till I found a, a, what seemed to be at least an independent craft beer establishment by the name of. Hang on, while I check. I don't know. It's a it's a Weatherspoons. No, it wasn't a Weatherspoons. Um, and I picked it because it was um, rated over four stars on Google Maps. And it seemed like it wasn't too local that I'd have to have too an intense an experience while I was having a busy weekend and actually talk to somebody I didn't know uh, for longer than I cared to. But also that it would be sufficiently craft beery for David to enjoy. So it was a place called St. John's Tavern on a street called St. John's Hill which is very very close which is literally on the other side of the railway bridge leading out of uh, yes down from what's called St. John's Hill Bridge at Clapham Junction train station which is I'm sure well known to all the British train spotters living in London and St. John's Tavern I'll refresh your memory refresh your memory but uh you know, you guys have, have already seen this picture because I sent it to you. There's a, a curly little Labradoodle or poodle situation sitting up uh, on one of the chairs of the bar and he, or at, at, at a table in the back of the bar near where I'd been sitting, which arrived after I came back with my second pint. No, my first pint. And the dog was there, so I kind of had to step over and step around the dog to get back to where I was sitting. And the dog was just lying on the ground. The dog goes up, starts sniffing after me. And I said, hey, about it. Yeah, like a little doggy, right? 
And the donor goes. That was normal to do. Yeah. So dog gets, right? The usual usual treatment, same treatment I give every dog in the country, right? Every dog in every country, you let them sniff your fingers first so that they know who you are. And as a, as a polite way of greeting, that can't possibly be interpreted as aggressive. And if you get any sort of reactive res- or positive response to that, the dog doesn't shy away or, or nip or whatever, you go with a little scratch around the mouth or under the, under the, under the, under the chin and around the ears. Hey, how's it going, little buddy? And I sat down, he kept sniffing after me and whining slightly. And I said, ah, he knows I've been at the crisps. <laughs> and the, and the, the guy goes, no, no, no word of a joke with the, the dog guy goes, oh, he's not looking for a conversation. He's just waiting for a friend. As in, as if his dog was just like giving me the, yeah, I'm waiting on a mate kind of thing. You know, the traditional kind of rush off one would expect from a unwanted unwanted conversation in a bar. Yeah, it almost sounded like he was talking about that. Yeah, talk to me, but I'm personifying. Yeah. So, so in fairness, I, I just thought nothing more of it, and then decided to send you a picture of the dog and tell and an exact account of the conversation on WhatsApp because I had nothing else to do. Turned turned out, and 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 what was what was I told, Daniel? It's apparently it's not like it's working over the dog. It's not a it's not a thing. It's not a point of contact between you and dogs. Are you and the other person? So the, I, I'm. <clears throat> I don't know if it's coming through clearly to you, Craig. I could just about hear what Dan was saying. But what I understood him to have said was that one of his one of his friends in Cambridge had had told him that um, actually it's kind of weird to talk to other people's dogs in in London. Insane behavior. What are you yeah. talking? It's a dog. It's a yeah. dog. So yeah, I, mean, I was on the tube and I said the dog quickly, and they seemed to be open. And then afterwards, I was told that was a very strange thing to do, and I was getting strange looks from people. I complimented someone's dog. Um, Dan, can I just suggest that maybe your friend was fucking with you? Is that a possibility? Potentially, except it was immediately backed up by my other friend. So it was a bit, it was been very coordinated and they never dropped it at the end. Mm. I think, I think it's just in London, you don't talk to strangers on the tube because they assume you're some murderer. If you do. What, what about in pubs? I don't know. I guess, yeah, I guess it's even weird if you don't want someone to talk about your dog in a pub. It's so. It, first of all, if you're in a pub and someone talks to you in general, like that's it's it's such weird, rude behavior to like act like this is insane that anyone would speak to me here. You're in a public like social environment, but also, dickhead, you've brought a dog <laughs> in London. Just in general, like it's weird that London would be so weird about it, but they are. Huh. It just goes back to my my basis that like the Brits are naturally unfriendly. Ah. Uh. I'd just like to make 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 reference by way of addendum, uh, just just in case uh, the gentleman and his dog in question do happen to listen to the podcast. It seemed kind of nice. I talked to him again afterwards when I came back with pork scratchings, and the dog went for the pork scratchings, sniffing at the pork scratchings as soon as it came out, nearly doing somersaults every time that I ate one of the pork scratchings. Never had pork scratchings before in my life. What's that about? <laughs> just expl- I had to explain to David that I believe my understanding is that we're eating deep fried skin. Uh, yeah, it's basically yeah. What's well, what a pork rind would be if anyone yeah. knows the word pork rind from like you know Simpsons or whatever. Huh. And you've never what, had pork scratching before. What? You've never had pork scratching before. They're great. 
I mean, I've it's never, best not to think about why you're eating, but right. Oh, do you know what? No, I had had pork scratchings once before, but they were nicer than those ones. Not like warm pork scratchings on a plate of uh plate of pork. Not necessarily with um not necessarily dry as a bar food, per se. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is the most I wanted peanuts. Yeah, the most common one you'll get will be in like a packet of crisps, essentially. And they're like, you know, freeze dried or whatever. Didn't realize that was an option. Um, uh, well, anyway, the, I talked to the guy again and he seemed more friendly, but my, my initial response was, okay, the guy doesn't want me to talk to his dog. Maybe that seems weird. And um, we did some more her-her banter, ha dogs, and then left it at that kind of thing. It was just like, this is as much conversation as anyone wants in this interaction. Um... So maybe the guy felt that he'd overdone it, or 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 maybe maybe I just misheard him. That's a prospect too. Mm, I don't know. If you go to a public area with a dog, and it's you know it's attention city. Especially the dog in question was a very floofy little dog. It wasn't, you know, it was a very attention getting dog. That uh, that dog was absolutely a come up dog. Yeah, hundred percent. Dog had a little fucking fro on it and everything. Dog is a groomer. So friendly, like that dog is there literally just to just for people to be introduced to that person. Person brings the dog there so we can be rude to people who are friendly to the dog. Maybe that's I know. Thing. Maybe that is his thing. Oh, like a weird like fetish, like a, like a trap, who, like it's like bait. Yeah, and who am I to judge? Maybe he really enjoys it. I don't know. Maybe he said it. I said I had a great bit of rudeness like in the, on the weekend. Random Irishman, I was so rude to him. <laughs> That's fair. That's oh, fair. The, oh, the British wouldn't do something like that, would they, Daniel? I don't know. Maybe on the tube. <laughs> that is fair, because when I was a single man, I did used to go home with people, and before we were about to have sex, I would reveal the Bible and start reading passages out rather than have sex. So this this actually does track. This makes sense to me. Where did you um where did you keep the Bible when you were in the club? Between the You don't want to know. <laughs> Or did you just take them back to a hotel and, and hope the Gideons had left you one there? No, no, no. You can't leave it a chance. I have a pocket Bible. I keep it between the cheeks. You know, I do a lot of squats. As long as you don't squeeze too hard, you won't break the spine on it. You got a tattoo on your body. It's all, it's all over your body, so you made a read on it. Uh, just check the bit under my mindset. That's, that's the bit of a privilege going ahead. Here's what I was wondering, right? And would you would you stick to a particular liturgical calendar, Adam, for the readings? Because some of the readings are specific to certain dates in the church calendar. It would just so depend on how it opens. You, 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 you tell know? them it's like the first week of ordinary. Yeah. Listen, Jesus sometimes just won it. You know, he got up and he didn't have anything prepared, and he just winged it, and it came out pretty well. So I figure that if I'm going to do this, I have to do it in the same way. So I just let the pages fall open and read it as it is. Yeah, like fundamental tenets of Christianity being Jesus making shit up as he went along. And then afterwards, <laughs> we're like, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have I said that about the gays. Right? 100%. You know, Jesus definitely had a couple nights where he had a little bit too much blood of him. And then, like, the next day was feeling so rusty that he was like, fuck, and I'm going to wing it. And then, you know, he'd come back, he'd come backstage and be like, lads, how was that? He reads the Bible kind of and drug test. Fucking camels and needles, what? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, where did you get that fucking fish and bread thing from? That was incredible. On the fly. Just great improv. I shouldn't have turned that much water into wine last night. Oops. Jesus going into a pub and ordering pints of wine. Pints of water. 
and Gregor like giggling to himself. Like, can, we, uh, <laughs> can we get some water? <laughs> can we get some water for the table and maybe like a little bit of bread? <laughs> <laughs> Local menace, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Speaking of local men, out front of the out front of the off license, zapping water bottles for local teenagers. <laughs> Whatever has to be like a transfer thing. So, like, if he turns water into wine somewhere else, the wine becomes water. <laughs> like he just he has no control over it. There's like a fucking three hundred bottle year old bottle of Merlot that's now just fucking water. Romans achieved so much around Jesus was alive because they kept failing to get drunk. Yeah. Before Augustus was like, yeah, let's have a party. And then the Roman Empire was conquering Germany. <laughs> well, you know the way a lot of ships with amphorae on them were found at the bottom of the Mediterranean in the post-Roman Roman period, thanks to the you know extensive underwater archaeology. Maybe every time Jesus turned an amphora of wine into water into wine, a boat sunk. And the M4 was thusly filled with seawater. Jesus is actually using blood magic, but it was blood magic so far away, no one realized. Like when he was talking <laughs> about water, like swarms of children in China or something were dying, but no one ever was able to make the connection. <laughs> uh, did the Yellow River? I think the Yellow River changed course around the time of Jesus a couple of times. It's not like, it didn't like reverse, right? Like it didn't like start going back to the mountains. Uh, no, there were like catastrophic floods in China around that time. Oh, really? Well, there, mm. well, there were a lot of them. Frequent devastating floods. We could say everything bad that's on Jesus. I mean, I'm just saying, yeah. did a Chinese guy pissed Jesus off? You know? I'm not believing in him. It's just failed to be in bed so far. He was sitting around one night, fucking stewing, and he was like, you know what, motherfucker? I'm going to turn this fucking waterfall. I'm just going to reverse it. Fucking launch it back down the other fucking side of the mountain. Some guy sitting on the top of the mountain. Man. At least I'm far away from any floods. To see like the entire river. This is so tumultuous. I could see. I could see Jesus being a petty fuck. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know for sure, but I can see it. You know, it's definitely believable. Like an argument. Like, are you, uh, sorry, are you the son of God? I, I don't think so. I think I am the son. Which one of us is the lie? I'm sorry, you were looking to uh, go to heaven after you die? Okay. <laughs> and you think that uh, talking shit to Jesus is not a sin? Oh. It, it actually was worse after he came back. You know, it's <laughs> like, people, will you cover that? Oh, Jesus is the fourth bill I've covered this week. So did, did you die for my sins or did I die for yours? Sorry, I must have forgot to call in sick when I was being stabbed to death on the cross. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you, so you, and didn't you betray me, Peter? And now you're not going to pick up one meal? <laughs> you know, it's the adventures of, like, petty Jesus, passive Jesus. Somehow Christianity <laughs> never became as popular. The entire Bible is like, you know, the Beatitudes are like, is it, is it the meek blessing, or is it the, is it the, the, the non-meek, you know? Which one of them is it? Sorry, did I say uh, blessing are the peacemakers or the war makers, you <laughs> dickhead? Actually, I bet that would work really well. That'd be like the good <laughs> argument. Like, like, so, like, you know, the Pope was about to declare war. Like, I think Jesus was really catchy about not going to war, so maybe we shouldn't. Fair. Here, here's, the really, here's the really freaky part about that, right? According to the Wikipedia page on. Jesus uh, and blood magic. No, the yellow, pe- the yellow, uh, the yellow river course changes. 
Um, major flooding in AD 11. AD 11. Keep that, hold that thought. AD 11 is uh, attributed to the fall of the Kin dynasty. And um, AD 11. What age was Jesus Christ at the wedding feast of Cana? Yeah, we reckon teenager. So if you consider that most scholars reckon that the birth of Christ is probably historically off by plus or minus three or four years either side. A lot of potential there for Jesus Christ to have been at that wedding feast zapping water into wine at the time of that flooding simultaneously happening. Just saying. And also as like a moody teenager. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. We don't you know how, the thing is we don't know how much we don't know how much wine it takes with Dodge Magic to zap into water or vice versa. How much water you need to zap into wine Using the, and, using the blood magic, but I expect if the water source is further away, it probably takes more water. And the, and the only reason that people aren't still dying and the river is still flowing backwards is because the woman's reading as to oh, what's going on and killed them. And that fixed everything. And they yeah. got called the bad guys for doing it, but actually it just it was a hero. The Romans were very astute uh, in such matters, and they did have diplomatic contact with uh, the Chinese imperial. It's funny to imagine, like, the Roman Emperor reading a letter from China being like, the water flew backwards. It's definitely blood magic. There's some random Jew doing it. Go get us. Hmm. I mean, you're saying... I mean, how did, they, how did they know who it was, I wonder? Maybe maybe he spelled out his name. He probably no, no, obviously, no, obviously, no, I'll tell you who. It was Confucian philosophers are doing counter blood magic. I think also, though, they probably, like, you know, there was, like, a bunch of Romans out on a night out, and they're like, wait a minute, is that fucker pissing wine over there? <laughs> so yeah, he found him immediately because he was famous for wine guy. I want to see this. I, I want to see this horror movie now. Someone rediscovers the ability to turn water into wine after all these years. If they find a new Dead Sea Scroll and some teenagers get hold of it. Scientists accidentally resurrect Jesus. Oh, well, obviously that's that's coming to the third reel. Like <laughs> the movie's just called Jesus Christ to an exclamation point. And like the, the like uh, classic one of those shots where like the camera zooms out the grave and all of a sudden a hand oh, shoots out of it. And then they make a sequel, Jesus Christ 2, holy shit. Excellent. Yeah, and this and in the sequel the entire world is coming back coming back to terms with the return of the Christ. Well, uh, the sequel the sequel is like turning into when Jesus is set to protect the year from the second Jesus. By Confucian philosophers and and the Romans who've teamed up and are also teaming yeah. Yeah, and one Jesus is more high tech than the other Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> he has an iPhone. <laughs> he has an iPhone. <laughs> we, can't, we can't have him. He has Google Maps. He has access. He has access. He has access to all his old writings. <laughs> How does he keep Except doing it? Except the second Jesus has to deal with the whole situation as if it's memento, because obviously there was only one file holding Jesus's memories. So they had to put it into the first Jesus. There was nothing to send after him except the body. If you go, if you went back in time, right? You take your phone out of your pocket. They kill you instantly, right? In, they might just, they instantly. might just think, they might just think it's a bubble. Or yeah. uh, I mean, you're wearing these weird mirror. clothes. You got mirror. this little device in your pocket that like lights up. Mm. That's pretty fucking nuts. They you might just think they might just think you're from very far away, though. They might just think you're a rich person from very far away. Maybe. I don't know. I think I think if you bring technology to the past, like, this shit's fucked up. we got to kill this guy. Get the hammers. To be fair, if you brought technology to the past, you only have it for like a day, and then it would run yeah, out. but they don't know that, then. That's the beauty of it. You could trick them into thinking that only you have the power to make this work. 
remember reading a story of something like this before where someone gets sent to the past and has a gun but only has like the rounds in the chamber mm. and is just counting on people from the past not understanding the idea of bullets. So he will just think it always works. So yeah. like shoot someone once and was like, yeah, you can do that infinite times. And just like scares them into, into following him as a user. Isn't that the interesting thing though, is that uh Far more effective in the control of uh, in, in in the than the use of violence is the uh, threat of violence. Yeah, especially if they don't fucking understand what a gun is. Yeah, so you just got to use it once, and then you're probably set. If you were, I mean, if you were sent back, we're living that right now with uh, with Putin and Russia, really. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'll bomb the fucking world. I'll just fucking do it. I'm nuts. It's like, yeah, guys, I believe him. I believe he's nuts. We should all listen to this guy. So, wait, if you, if you were to go back to the Middle Ages and you could bring one piece of modern tech to help you, what would it be? Penicillin. Oh, I'm well bringing a vibrator. Penicillin. <laughs> I am well bringing a vibrator. They won't know what the fuck hit them. They'll be so fucking freaked out. You get, like, a pike. You take the spike off the top of the pike. You just have, a like, a fucking dildo on top of a big stick. Oh, they're fucking, they're running. They're getting out of there. We activate the angry god. <laughs> Don't mess you, with the high dick priest. Would it be a realistic dick? <laughs> Something like that, or no? It would have to be socks? like a. It would have to be like a weird color. Like it has to be like purple. Because you can't let you know you because if it's a, if it's a human size, they'll just think you cut off someone's dick. That's not that crazy. They probably did that all the time. But if it's like Except purple, like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, this is fucked up. This is crazy. <laughs> Just to be safe. Or you like stick it on things and turn it on. You're like, yeah, I can turn most things invisible. <laughs> Not everything, but I can turn most. My, I can I never figured out how to quite make the dick and balls disappear. <laughs> as long as you don't look down, I'm a really powerful wizard. I would bring, so I don't know, it, it would be funny to bring like a grenade and just not bring it up until one moment when you're really angry with someone. Fuck's sake! Throw the grenade away, have it explode. And I just never mention it again. He says, he made something explode. Like, oh, this guy, this guy's weird. Gaslighter, but they don't they have no concept of gaslighting, so they'll just believe you. Oh, that's good. <laughs> or like a little box of snappers. Then you can trick them thinking you're a wizard. You walk in, like you walk into the king's chambers <laughs> and you like fuck it, you get him like right in the fucking forehead with a little snapper. And like there's more where that came from, bitch. And all of a sudden it's like, well, we don't want to fuck with the wizard. He can make like tiny little noises. What else could he do? It's really disconcerting. Can't relax anymore. The kingdom. He'll just come out of nowhere and snap. <laughs> so, Steve, I feel like your your choice of penicillin, you know, would work the first time you get sick. But you get sick a lot in the Oh, I well, presumably, you see, you just, you know, obviously, you'd have some means of replicating it. Jeez, uh, Agar. When I say pen, when I say what invention am I going to bring back? I mean, and when I say penicillin, I mean I'm going to mean some sort of some sort of set of tools and implements for producing a sustainable supply of penicillin for one person. Mm. Well, I don't know if that means like having to 
keep my own agar farm with penicillin in a jar but <clears throat> and a compounding station or something but i i feel like that might help my longevity no one yeah. touched that moldy sandwich yeah, yeah that's good, that's good. Well, and if you just brought back like drugs to the middle ages like gave him heroin and cocaine and just like try these guys let's go to the king and be like these are all great crap and just give it to him see what did he does not, did they not have psychotic drugs of some sort in western europe seeing as there was always magic mushrooms i was assumed that everyone was just into beer oh yeah all right like maybe they're all beer anyway <laughs> that's true it would probably be awful yeah i'm sure it was just like a fucking like you know a tankard of like weird grain alcohol essentially <laughs> and they just drank it because it was the best thing they had when did they invent flavor what year was that you guys both studied history when, when they discovered good enough sail ships to go to India and bring it back no they had salt before probably also how the fuck like you think you think about things in, in like you know the fir- the very first time stuff happened, and it's kind of like you think about like how did someone make bread? Like what was the thought process behind bread? Crazy if you think about it. You know, some fucker sitting around and makes spaghetti. Insane. What the hell happened? Really what the <laughs> fuck happened where someone's like, I need to put this dick in my mouth. I don't know why. I can't explain it, but I gotta do it. What what's going on? Well, it's the same answer in both cases. Okay. Uh, well, almost the same answer not. in both cases. No, I'll explain. Uh, <laughs> Dan, around what time did humans begin agriculture? About 8,000 BC, am I right? Yeah, around then, I think. Yeah. Are you just answering that to humor me, or is that what you actually think? No, civilization started in 6,000 BC, again. Not, not the concept. Yeah. yeah. I think it started before that. Yeah. No, that's what I thought as well. Uh, so that's about 10, as much as we No, no, approximately 10,000 years ago. That's amazing. Uh, We're in 2080 now. So that's 8,000 BC. How did I get that right? Uh, oh, very just, I'm just that good. The uh, almost as if I have a computer and access to all the world's knowledge right here in front of me in an index. Are you Jesus? Be searchable. <laughs> Jesus no, just had a computer. No, I'm Jesus too. As if he has the smartphone. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Like Jesus too. Please don't follow me. I'm not the Son of Christ, or 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 the Son of God. The answer is that 8,000 years of sitting around and having bread means 8,000 years of turning it into dough products and making doughs out of it because really there's very little else to do with these things except mash them up and eat them with water. Otherwise, they're pretty much indigestible. I figure that's how they started. If you ever look at the primitive ways of cooking bread or the sort of, what do they call them, griddle cakes that used to be made uh, in, uh, in, if you go to the like historic reenactments of here's how they made bread in the medieval period. They didn't change all that much. So once you got the dough together to roll out bread or to make those flatbreads, like those unleavened cakes and that kind of thing to make the, just basically to just literally to cook the flour, then, you know, what follows naturally is you're going to, you're, you're playing with it anyway. You're going to, you're going to turn it into some sort of a shape. You have a lot of time to play with it. Same as, same as willies and mouths. Round long enough the two the two of them and I was wondering how you were gonna bring this back to oral sex. So fair play. Yeah. It's just we did agriculture, we nothing better to do after I mean you're gonna roll it around and turn it into some sort of shape at some point, so just they just had loads of time. Loads of time and no tellies. 
Think of all the human innovation that's been lost because of the amount of leisure time we spent what consuming entertainment products and making podcasts. I mean, the worrying thing is that most animal, well, most a lot of animal species form all the sex, which means that to some degree, it's an instinct that evolution is fairly important. That people look at genitals and go, mm. "Yum yum yum yum." So, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Right. <laughs> Just coming home from the club. Mmm, yummy. Put that in my mouth. <laughs> yummy, yummy, yummy. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, so, so there's clearly some nature element to it too, which is problematic. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, because like you understand what? some things. Why is like, it problematic? Understand... No, Dan, I'm going to require you to back up that comment. Why is it problematic? Because I don't want to think of the evolutionary role of all those sex. How it gave a competitive advantage to, you know, the the first fish to crawl on land. Hmm. Maybe the first maybe fish to crawl on land. Maybe maybe your problem is even longer. home to the other fish that was sucking it off. <laughs> Birds do that. Off. Yeah, crows do. <laughs> you should you should suck me off. I, I'm actually amphibious now. What's that? Oh, you know, it's just like super cool. How is a crow? But then, he, but then they're like, a freak, the though. Oh god, yeah, a crow! Yeah, avian oral sex doesn't sound. I think mm-hmm. birds just have a cloaca anyway, so mm-hmm. give it a little nip. No. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I always thought it was cloaca, but I've never, I've only ever seen it written down. Speaking of things you only see that never pronounce, this is a bit of a, a right term, but I'm going to ask it when it's in my head. The things that float in the water to like let you know how far you can go out. Yes. Are, are you talking about boys or boobs? Yeah. So the difference between a, is a boy and a boob a different thing. I think it's the same things. No, I think they're the same thing. I think it's the same thing. Yeah. yeah so it's the same thing. I always call it a buoy, but I guess that doesn't make sense when you think of buoyancy. Yeah, that makes yeah. Sense. I've always called it a boy, and then I'm watching this fucking Netflix show. They keep calling it a buoy. It's really upsetting me because I don't know if I've been around this entire time or if they're irredeemably stupid. You might say I'm more charitable to myself than to the people on TV. But. Well, I must say, I think uh, the first thing you have to mention about the boys is, um, uh, uh, firstly, that uh, perhaps you have picked up this pronunciation of buoy uh, from the North American reality TV, no? It's the North American reality TV. What? It's what? Uh, watching um, the Mo. Le quoi? Have you watched? Have you any? Have you watched any of the Mo? It's fucking cracking show. It's like a it's like a game show. Never um, heard of it. Oh, like I thought it was, I thought something. you were going to say that. I thought you were going to say there was a Netflix miniseries of Adrian Mo. No, not yet. Soon, but no, it's, it's like how has like, that not happened yet? Um. I guess because British the, market the, too small, the, probably. The Netflix executives are too busy starting Coke. Speaking so. of Netflix and TV and that kind of stuff, I had a weird thought today. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh is Hank Azaria like the 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 Simpsons actor that works the most? You mean like the most popular? No, like just the one that works the most. Like he's in the most stuff. But surely it's him or Harry Shearer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I just I didn't I didn't I didn't look into this too much, but like I just I just realized today that like Hank Azaria's in a lot of stuff, you know, like he acts like 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 live action stuff a lot. 
And even though they're only bit parts and things like that, but like he's in like movies and TV shows all the time. Obviously, he's in The Simpsons still to this fucking day. I just had yeah. a weird like shit. Is he the one that works the most out of all of them? Mm. And when you think about it, then you have to kind of go like at this stage, it's just because he really likes acting in like live action stuff, right? Like it's not a money thing. It's not a money thing at this stage. It's just that's what you do, you know? Yeah. Well, because like yeah. I, most of them, it's like, you know, they do a lot of voice acting stuff and that kind of thing. You know, obviously Simpsons is their bread and butter. But like for him specifically, like at this stage, like it really just has to be that he's like, you know, Simpsons is voice acting. This is acting, acting. And I get the chance to do both. I mean, I guess, like, I'm looking at him. He hasn't done that much recently. I'm trying to see how, well, I guess Harry Shearer is older, but Harry Shearer would have been the most famous cast member going into The Simpsons. I mean, I'd still say he's probably the most famous now. Like, I don't think many people would, like, you know, remember fucking David from Friends, you know, in the four episodes he was in or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm. That's, that's true. Um, also, speaking of Simpsons guests or voice, voice actors, I was watching a, a new enough episode, and what I've learned is that they've started getting in new voice actors to voice, like, uh, you know, like Carl uh, and Dr. Hibbert. And all uh, the, that was because of that controversy a couple of years ago. Do you not remember? Yeah, who won? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like Hank Az- but like Hank Azaria was also Lou and Carl and Bumblebee Man. You know, he was a lot of like, yeah, he was a lot of like ethnic guys. Like, he obviously, he was also who, uh. but it's like, if you're doing like, if you're going to back away from one, it's weird to also be like the silly Mexican trope. You know, like that, it'd be I'm weird. Because, this, like, yeah, like, like doing the approval voice is problematic if, you, if you're white person. Who himself doesn't, isn't like this crazy, awful character. Bumblebee Man just, is just a straight up fucking. So it's, it's weird, right? So, like, I don't actually see it as like all that problematic because the show is like so long running. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those yeah. things that's kind of held on due to longevity, but also like everyone that complained about it doesn't watch The Simpsons. I don't even watch The <clears> Simpsons. <throat> like, I know we make jokes and references about it, but, like, I haven't watched The Simpsons in fucking years. I haven't even seen an episode. Um, even an old one, like. So I, I, when it kind of kicked off, like, I understood it, and, like, he obviously understood it because he was very graceful in saying, like, hey, that makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah, get absolutely get someone else in to do it. But it's one of those things that kind of, like, I feel like people got mad about it just to get mad. And I feel like... Yeah, I think I'm kind of over it. I I have a real like hard time giving attention to stuff where people are mad these days because it's really hard to fucking like are people mad because they're mad? Are they mad because they're actually involved here? Are they mad because they're like connected in some way? Like even just emotionally connected to this to this situation? Or do they just want to be angry? And a lot of it seems to be like, well, that's the thing. Like someone said something that like I don't stand for this, and so I have to be immediately angry and can't ever change from anger. It's like I, I don't have the energy for this anymore. I, you know, I just don't. I, I don't even keep track of like all this fucking drama and discourse that goes online. Um, I, like I make jokes all the time that like the discourse needs to like go away for a weekend or two. But like I really do mean it. Like I, I log on every day and there's just more discourse. Like I don't care. I don't. I'm, I'm so done. Yeah. I guess, I guess in the, in this specific case, it just feels weird because clearly it was done. Yeah, like you say, it's so long running that it's done at yeah. a time where it was relatively harmless. But if it show came out now with all of those characters, and well, I just be it's it's like when people turn around, 
it's like when people turn around and they complain about Friends, right? And they go like, oh, a lot of the stuff in Friends doesn't hold up today. And it's like, well, yeah, of course it doesn't. It started in the 90s. At the early 90s at that. So, of course, it's aged terribly. Like, stuff ages terribly within 10 years, never mind fucking 30. You know? And he's the voice of those characters for, like, what, 31 years at the time when he stopped doing it? 30 yeah. years? So, like, I just, I just feel like it's weird, like, 30 years in to be like, actually... And it's like, oh, yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just feel like there's a lot of times where we're getting angry to like get angry, and I just kind of think that like just, you need to, you need a hobby, you need something. I think, I think it's just chronic online syndrome where it's like, well, what are we mad about today, boys? <laughs> What's gotten in our craw today? What, what are we raging against? It's like, all right, we need to, need to calm down here. Said we also do. Uh, plow a very profitable scene of complaining about shit too but in our case it's double and I on. deserve it hang on where are you getting very profitable from I want my club where's my club <laughs> we've been over this so, sorry I, I forgot we're not supposed to have a pace to you well I just, I just feel like you know a lot of the time the stuff on this podcast is a bit and it's a joke and then there's sometimes we bring stuff up that's just like genuine real life stuff but I just like feel like there's a lot of like every day there's a new thing to be mad about apparently. But where a lot my, of the stuff to be dog, mad about. Where does my dog which, story fall on this? I don't think your dog story is you being mad. <laughs> I think someone was mean to you at the weekend. <laughs> You're trying to cancel this person. I'm, I'm still wondering if he was being mean to me or if I just misheard him. But I don't know. Based, I on think what, this. based on what Dan said though, I'm pretty strongly convinced that he did. He was being, I think just, he was being a bit mean. I, I don't think they're just trying to be mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think he was deliberately trying to be mean. I just think that like you were in a naturally unfriendly place, and that that was their polite way of saying "go fuck yourself." Well, his dog came over to me. It's not my fault. I smell good. It's your dog social norms. Yeah. Hey, listen. We've been over just because a dog is born in London doesn't mean it inherits the traits of the Brits. That's not how it works. Yeah, that's it. a dog's still a dog. It's gonna wag its tail and fucking get one its head petted. Actually, if if dogs were like culturally different from country to country, I'm sure there must be some study on that. Like, any, you know, I like cats in America different to cats in Japan. If there's any research done on it, it's been done by pet food manufacturers with sample sizes too low and self-reported by 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 their owners to make any difference. Yeah, it'll it'll always end up as some kind of just anecdote rather than real research to sell something. You know, yeah. oh, ja- Japanese cats need a special seat to sit on because they're the way their their ankles change based on the humidity. And it's like, all right, cool. <laughs> and you you sell this? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Of course you do. Of course you do. Mm-hmm. Dan, last week you said you had a topic that you were holding on to. What was that? Yeah. Topic? I'm still, I'm still going to hold on to that. I want to explain it a bit more first. It's just my review of Cyberpunk. That's all. It's okay. not a. It's not. It's, it's. I just. I've changed my opinion on it a lot. <laughs> in a good way or a bad way? Um, in a bad way for like a CD project. I think it's still a good game, but there's a lot of fucking. Today I was doing. I'm not going to give talk, but just as a small example of what happens at the game. Today I realized I was permanently failing a mission where you could sneak in to somewhere and not be caught because every time you load it in, trigger which caused everyone in the building to 
immediately know where I was and try to kill me so I couldn't see. So, like the act of loading, yeah, because you, you, I think you get dropped slightly into the level, so it's enough movement for me to be caught. So I was just permanently stuck. So I had to do like the shit version of the mission, which is kill everyone. Are you are you back in your house or are you still in Cork? It's right now. I came up for a driving lesson and I'm back down tomorrow. Oh. So hold on. If you're back in your house, how come you're on the shitty mic and not the good mic? Yeah, because okay. uh, Nerling's on a call upstairs and I'm scared to go into the room. You're scared of your wife. <sighs> I guess I'm going to interrupt her call. Dan, if you're being held against your will, blink twice. Thankfully, on a podcast, no one will know. I'll add in a few blinks. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'll add extra blinks into the into the <laughs> final cut. You need the uh, you need the the the. Uh, Just circling back you to the, the, you need you need the animaniacs blinking sound inserted here. <laughs> I'll get it. I'll I'll down. I'll find it. I'll cut it. Um, just going back to like the the everything's this course. Everything's angry. Uh, you know, you have to pick a side. Nothing could possibly be grey. There's there's also a weird victim mentality with things. And there was supposed to have been a big fight on this past weekend, which was Chris Eubank Jr. and Connor Ben. And Connor Ben tested positive for a banned substance, and so the fight got pulled. Even though they desperately tried to push ahead with it, even after he failed his drug test. Just when you thought the pandemic was over, the authorities started getting serious on drug abuse in performance athletics. So if they don't he fit. He you fails a test drug positive test. for this. You're gonna test positive for something else. Sorry, go on with the story. Yeah, so he fails his drug test, and he does this thing that they all do, where they say like, "Oh, this this must have been in the protein powder that I had." You know, I I had a strawberry cheesecake shake this morning. That must have been where this came from. You know, because the same way people worry that people are gonna put drugs in children's candy in America, um, you know, expensive drugs that they sell for money. <laughs> Um, it's the same way they're going to and they're going to put it in. So he he comes out and he does the whole spiel of like, oh, this wasn't me. I did, didn't do it. It was an accident or whatever. It's like, okay, fine. But that's fine. Look, I know they're not going to admit to it. That's okay. I don't give a shit about that part. But he's been, <laughs> he's been taking this really weird stance for the last week. And I have a load of Brits mad at me because for some reason they're really on his side about this. But He's been posting stuff like he posted a fucking Malcolm X quote <laughs> in defense of himself. Oh. Literally, and the post is literally the media is the most powerful entity on earth. They have the power to make the innocent guilty and to make the guilty innocent, and that's power. This motherfucker, intentional or not, failed a drugs test. What the fuck are you talking about? Innocent dickheads. God damn. Like, fuck, like, at least own it. Like, oh, okay, you're going to lie and say you didn't do it. Fair enough. But, like, it still happened. You still failed the fucking test. Jesus. <laughs> like, just really fucking trying to gaslight everyone in the fucking world to be like, well, you know, okay, I pissed hot twice, by the way. Twice he pissed hot. But that's okay, I suppose. But, like, then just like, oh, yeah. People are really giving me shit, and I'm an innocent party here. It's like, no, you still failed the test. The main problem here is you failed the drug test in a combat sport. Stop this. Stop it now. It's going to be effective for him. Like, taking that kind of approach on social media is clearly the best way to go. It's just be massively scorched there and claim it's against you, and your, your fans will double down on it. I think that if you're someone that's trying to pretend you're a clean athlete, the best way to go is go, hey, 
I don't know how this got on my system, but I'm going to find out. Very sorry that this fight got cancelled. I swear I didn't do it. Not to try and pretend that, like, oh, the world's against me now because something that I didn't do, I didn't. But it's like, well, fuck off, dude. Come on. That would sound more suspicious. I think if, if he said that, then everyone would be like, yeah, yeah, of course you'd say that. Also, just while we're on combat sports, for a very long time now, you guys know the Paul brothers, right? No. Oh, the Logan yeah. Paul, Jake yeah, Paul. Yeah, Logan Paul and Jake Paul. Yeah, yeah. So Jake Paul moved into basically celebrity boxing um, a, like a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he, he does professional fights. Uh, no, that was Logan Paul. Yeah. Um, but like he moved essentially like Jake Paul's like whole real career now is in essentially like modern age celebrity boxing. Like that's a, that's really what it boils down to. Maybe that'll yeah. change at some point soon. He'll do real professional boxing as actual professional boxers. But for now, it's essentially glorified professional boxing. <coughs> Apologies. Um, and he's been getting tons of shit from Dana White, owner of the UFC. Just tons of shit. Mm-hmm. Recently, Dana White signed. A, I don't know what his condition is, but it's it's essentially it 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 looks like it's a form of like dwarfism. The guy's like nineteen twenty, mm. um, and has like extreme stunted growth. But he signed him to a fight contract, not like signed him as like you know some kind of like like PR move as like a spokesperson or like an influencer or like some kind of face to pop up. He signed him to a fight contract. Mm. You you can't give the YouTube kid shit anymore, dude. You're a multi-billion dollar business and you signed a little person to fight you know who I have to assume is going to be a second little person at some stage. You're organizing midget fights. You can't you can't take the stance of the YouTube kid's a dickhead anymore. Because he's won now. <laughs> this guy has now won. He's putting a statement saying why he gave him a he was just giving the guy shit the whole time. And I mean, look, a lot of it's deserved, but like, <laughs> the guy's 24 and you have like nine figures in the bank. Uh-huh. And now you're to the stage of signing people with like some kind of dwarfism to fight contracts to put them out on pay per view to try and make a dollar. Like, I, I'm sorry, like the YouTube kid's beating you now. He's won. Doesn't matter what you do at this point. You like, the more you talk shit, like, you're just, you're just this weird asshole. Insane. Insane that a, like a a grown man, I think he's in his fifties at this stage, with all that money and like influence to his name, like got into essentially a pissing match with a YouTuber and lost. <laughs> really embarrassing for him. Like really genuinely embarrassing. Hey, Logan Paul assigned to WWE. Yeah. I'm not gonna pretend I'm not extremely jealous of both of them for the lives they lead and the money they have. But on the other hand, well, it's the stuff we always talk about. Like, there is, there's no such thing as cancel culture. Like, sure, like people get in trouble, but like they make the same money, if not more money, after it's over, and it always passes. And the ones that don't make the same money are ones that have already peaked. You know, you know, they were on the downslide before something happened, and that was just the nail in the coffin. I mean, yeah, like, and you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of reprehensible shit, like the you know the filming the body and stuff like that in Japan, and it's like, you know. If this was a normal day job and that was posted on a social media channel, sure, the job would fire the person, and they, you know, they'd probably really struggle to get uh to get future employment. But when it comes to like entertainment stuff or like celebrity kind of culture, yeah, all washes off. 
Yeah. You know, C- CEO culture, big business culture, celebrity stuff, doesn't matter. Like at a certain level of like status and, and wealth, it all washes off and they make the same money at the end of the day, if not more. And it all, it's, it's, all, it's all the same. I mean, Louis C.K. won a Grammy, so. <laughs> uh, Should we start like a GoFundMe and buy Twitter? I would like, yeah. I, only if we promise nothing on the GoFundMe, only if we say we exclusively want this for ourselves. Any money you give us, gone. I'll put an edit button in day one. I know there's like a pseudo edit button at the minute for certain people, but I'd put an edit button in day fucking one. Here you go. He's all wanted it for years. Here's your edit button. That would be a real micro. That would be a real micro blogging site. Being and also, edits. also, you can edit new ones tweet like it's like. Oh yeah, 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 universal edits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, what I do is I take away the app. So what you have to do is like the old school way of texting the number to post on your account unless you're on a computer. Bring it back. <laughs> That's the good old days. Simplify it. You know, you're worried about checking Twitter all the time. Well, you can check it now. Just text the number. Also, it would make it so interesting now with all the weird, like, dick pics to get sent in DMs. People accidentally posting dicks on the main timeline. Oh, talk about spicy. Talk about, like, a Monday morning treat. It's true that, like, like, as a classic example, sorry, just like this other classic example of things being forgotten. Remember when Ted Cruz liked that incest porn video? And it's just like, not a feature of his career anymore. That's happened a few times. That's happened a few times where the celebrities didn't realize, or like politicians, sorry, that didn't realize that they had liked it on their account or their main account or people could see it. Huh. I'm pretty sure... No. Maybe it, maybe it wasn't... Uh... It wasn't Romney. There was someone that, like, if you looked at their liked tweets, like the first like nine of them were all like porn, like very clearly like Pornhub videos and stuff like that and clips that people had posted. (laughs) That's great. Look, I think more old people should be given, you know, unfiltered access to the internet. I think it's great when they they don't know what's going on. They're super suspicious oh. of like, but they have no way of identifying What age do you think you'll be when you just you're not able to keep up with technology anymore? Now, yeah, well, that's not 30, true. 30. I, I guess I, but I'm, I'm closer to it than I think. I think like by 40, I'll be gone. Okay, shit, that's really early. What about you, Stephen? What's the question? What age do you think you'll be? When you get to like that old person thing of like, oh, I don't know how any of this stuff works anymore. I'm just going to try and see what happens. Oh, I'm there already. So you this, is, this is the answer you're going to get. TikTok. Okay. I don't know what TikTok is. Well, I know what TikTok yeah, but... is. I just don't bother with it. Well, see? So there you go. You've already proven my point. Hmm. With most, um, like even most apps now, you know, which isn't really following technology. It's just knowing how to use the app. It's not so much I can't figure it out as much as I greet it with disdain and disgust. But like, why would I want that? I want that. But it's all I need to stay in contact with people. I don't know how to do one of those Instagram or TikTok dance videos as much as I'd like to. Oh my gosh. I think I've been massively off TikTok as well because of all the fucking ads on it. Um, you know, there's loads of them on YouTube. And they annoy me so much that... Uh, I, I just, even if it was a useful, relevant thing for me, I would never use it now. Huh. Um, 
that's cool. Anyone listening to this can follow us on TikTok. It's tiktok.com slash media suplex. Feel free. Can we? I can't. I can't. I haven't got a TikTok account. Okay. Well, for anyone that that does and wants to follow us, go ahead. Um, I don't know why you'd bother because it's just going to be clips of this this show that you're already listening to. But that's fine. You can do it. I believe in you. Okay, with that, it's time for us to start wrapping up. This, is, of course, has been episode 60 of Morning Brew. I, of course, been Adam Sheridan. I'm Stephen Burke. I'm Daniel Burstall. Oh. And Hank Azaria, hit us up. If you're The Rock, please don't walk out into traffic unless you're sure it's a green light because we have been known to accidentally curse people, and I apologize if you have an accidental curse on you right now. <laughs> Big fans, love your work. Ish. Of course, you can also follow us on social networks at twitter.com slash media suplex. Follow us on instagram.com slash media suplex. You can find us by searching media suplex or morning brew on any podcast app you listen to, like Spotify or iTunes. So make sure you rate us and share us with your friends. <coughs> Bye. Uh, did you say I love your work ish? No. So it sounded like you said. No. No. <laughs>